together in prayer. O Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be pleasing in your sight. Amen. Now, I'm sure many, if not most of you know, that our church was broken into recently. And we're very thankful to God that he didn't allow a great amount of damage to our building or any of our possessions or property. And we're thankful that nothing of value was taken. And we're thankful to the police officers that God has given us who were so prompt in responding to our area. And we're thankful that they were actually able to apprehend this culprit. And now I bring up this story and especially that last detail because I want to share a very specific uh, detail about this event with you. Did you know that the reason why the police were able to actually catch this man who had broken in is because he made a phone call from inside our building to the police? That's right, he called the cops on himself. Now you're thinking, this guy must have been out of his mind. Only a person who is out of their mind would call the authorities on themselves. And in this case, it, it seems like maybe this man was not in his right mind. And we, and we pray to God that he would find the help that he needs and, and that God would direct his life. But again, that just emphasizes all the much more how incredible it seems that someone would call the authorities on themselves. You would have to be out of your mind. Unless, of course, you're Jesus. In our reading tonight that we'll look at in just a few moments, we see Jesus giving himself up to the authorities, giving himself up on his own accord. Even though he was standing in the midst of a group of other men who would have looked similar, he didn't make his pursuers pick him out of a lineup. He willingly gave himself up to them. When they asked, we look for Jesus of Nazareth, Jesus said, I am he. I am he, Jesus of Nazareth, but even more, I am he, the one who willingly goes to the cross, and I am he, the one who will defend those who belong to me. So let's take a look now. Look with me at John chapter 18, and let's see the details of this event as our gospel writer writes them. So Judas came into the garden guiding a detachment of soldiers and some officials from the chief priests and the Pharisees. They were carrying torches, lanterns, and weapons. Jesus, knowing all that was going to happen to him, went out and asked them, Who is it you want? Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. I am he, Jesus said. And Judas the traitor was standing there with them. When Jesus said, I am he, they drew back and fell to the ground. Again, he asked them, who is it you want? Jesus of Nazareth, they said. Jesus answered, I told you that I am he. If you are looking for me, then let these men go. This happened so that the words he had spoken would be fulfilled. I have not lost one of those you gave me. This is the gospel of our Lord. So how often have you thought about the men who came to arrest Jesus, that group of soldiers? Sure, of course, Judas was there, but what about those men that he was leading? Who were they? Well, John refers to them using a military term. And our, 
Bible translation, it, it calls them soldiers. And along with those soldiers, we're told there were officials from the chief priests and the Pharisees. Most likely, they were the temple guard. So these were also armed men. And John tells us they were carrying torches and weapons. There's no doubt this was a formidable mob sent out to catch one man. This was a mob who was ready to use force, whatever means they needed to, in order to get their man. They brought the whole SWAT team, even though Jesus hadn't gotten as much as one parking ticket. And so now, why, were, why was this crowd so heavily armed? Why, why did they bring such a force just to arrest one peaceful man? A man who had often been in public places where he could have been apprehended at any time. And yet this large, formidable group came. Were they afraid that Jesus' followers, those few disciples, would fight back? Or maybe they were afraid that Jesus would use that power that he had shown when he performed miracles, and he would use that to fight back against them. So they needed to be armed to the teeth, prepared to take down this man who had such great power. Whatever their reasoning, they were going to do whatever it took to get the job done. But what do we hear them do then when we, uh, when we see that Jesus offers himself to them? He says to them, I am he. And in that moment... All the soldiers fall back. But now think for a moment. Jesus is offering himself up. And if we look at verse 4 of what John writes for us, he says, Jesus, knowing all that was going to happen to him, went out and asked them, Who is it that you want? Jesus started all of this off. He was in control from the beginning. Really, he had control all along. Jesus knew that this arrest was coming, and Jesus knew exactly what it meant to give himself up to these men. He knew what this arrest would entail, that they would take him before the chief priests, the Sanhedrin, and he would be given an unfair trial. He would be beaten, mocked, handed over to Pilate and the Romans, be beaten and mocked again after being questioned, then sent over to Herod for his fascination and amusement, just for good measure beaten again, sent back to the Romans, and eventually crucified. And yet Jesus, knowing all that was going to happen to him, gave himself up to the authorities. When they asked him, when they said they were looking for Jesus of Nazareth, he said, I am he. And when he said, I am he, the group of men, this formidable group of soldiers fell back. They took a step back and fell to the ground. What does that show about Jesus? Well, it shows that he is God. He has divine power. He's in control of the situation. Could these men not come forward and take the man they were looking for, the man that they had so heavily armed themselves to, to come and capture? 
Could this group not impose their will upon one man, upon Jesus? No. They could not, they would not impose their will upon the Son of God. But Jesus would give himself up to them. And so if Jesus was going to give himself up to them anyway, why display this power? Again, it's so that he could show them that he was God. He was the one who was in control of the situation. And it was a moment for these men to see that there was something unusual about these proceedings. There was something that was not normal about this. It was an opportunity for them to repent. If not at that moment, perhaps later on, when they would realize why these events took place and why it had been such an, an, un, an unnatural event, an out-of-the-ordinary arrest. Jesus' arrest was no ordinary arrest. He was no ordinary man. And his death would be no ordinary death either. Because when you see Jesus say, I am he, and everyone falls back to the ground, you see that this is God orchestrating something bigger than just what you see on the surface. At first glance in this situation, you would say that Jesus has no control because the crowd is coming for him. And yet when you examine the details, you see that Jesus always had control. He chooses to give himself up. He chooses to go willingly to the cross, even knowing all that's going to happen to him. Jesus says, I am he. Arrest me. Try me. Sentence me. Crucify me and put the sins of the whole world on me. Forsake me. I will do this for those whom I love. I will do this for the world, for each and every person, because they can't do it for themselves. Your Savior, when he says, I am he, gives himself up for you. And he does it because he loves you. Are you familiar with the way that emperor penguins decide how it is that they know they're going to be safe when they go into the water? They all come up to the edge of the ice or, or the cliff, whatever it is where the water comes, and they look at it, and they all huddle together and shuffle around and bump each other around until finally one of them falls off the edge. And if that penguin doesn't get eaten by one of the predators, they know the water's safe. What a hero, right? He got chosen by chance and bumped off the edge. Well, your savior is no emperor penguin because he needed no poking or prodding, no urging. He chose to do it on his own, out of love. But now Jesus' control of the situation and his love doesn't just end at himself giving himself over and saying, I am he. He is also concerned and in control over all those who are present at the situation. 
And we hear that when we look at verse 6, or excuse me, at verse 8. And Jesus tells them after they asked once again, they said once again who they were looking for, that they were looking for Jesus of Nazareth after Jesus had asked them. And he says again, I told you that I am he. If you are looking for me, then let these men go. This happened so that the words he had spoken would be fulfilled. I have not lost one of those you gave me. Jesus was also in control of those around him. He defended those who were with him. Jesus, the good shepherd, was looking out for his sheep. He wasn't going to let any harm befall those disciples. Only Jesus needed to go to the cross. Jesus knew that. Only Jesus could accomplish on the cross what needed to be accomplished. And he knew that. Yes, the disciples eventually would suffer, and many, most of them would die martyrs' deaths, but this was not the time. And Jesus would not allow anything to happen that was not his will. Allow me for a moment to show you something from John, the gospel writer, that he writes earlier in chapter 10 of his gospel. It's another place where we see this, this dual theme of Jesus giving himself up but also defending his sheep. Jesus defends his people, not just here where we see him telling the mob to leave them alone, but he actually is defending and protecting his people by giving himself up. And so we see that by laying down his life, by freely giving himself over, he is really acting in love to protect his people. We read from John chapter 10, I am the good shepherd, I know my sheep, and my sheep know me, just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not of this sheep pen. I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice, and there shall be one flock and one shepherd. The reason my Father loves me is that I lay down my life, only to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and authority to take it up again. This command I received from my Father. You see that? Jesus had this in mind long before he was in the garden. He had it in mind long ahead of the time where he gave himself over. The good shepherd protects his sheep the good shepherd goes willingly to the cross. And if in a situation like this, where it looks like everything is out of his control, but we know it's in his control, and we know he's working for the good of his sheep, what does that say about our lives and about how our good shepherd is defending us? Take a look around. Turn on the news. Walk down the street. Does the world seem like it's in control, under anyone's control? Does your life feel like it's under control? Do you feel like you've got a firm grip on the steering wheel, like you're balancing the bike on its two wheels? Or does it feel like it's slipping away, like you're about to fall off? Or even worse, that it's all going against you? 
Don't worry about the things that you can't control because your Savior is in control. Your Savior has always been in control. And he was in control that night there in the garden. And he wouldn't be the Savior who's in control of your life if he hadn't chosen to give himself over in that garden. And he wouldn't have been the Savior who gave himself over in that garden if he hadn't chosen to come down to this earth. And there's no way that he would have come down to this earth if he didn't love us so dearly, even when we were his enemies. So when Jesus says in that garden, I am he, it's more than just saying, yes, I am Jesus of Nazareth. When Jesus said, I am he, he said, I am the one who goes willingly to the cross for you. I am the one who defends you. I'm no emperor penguin. I am he, your precious savior. Amen.